0: we give him a hand it's going to get very bright in here there is no other way to do this so just be there it is and down again <laughs> that's the way it's done now tell me who here uh likes surprises give me give me a wave Lots of people do. I love surprises. Who knows that surprises can come in two forms? They can come in a surprise that's a pleasant surprise. And they can also come in a surprise that's not so pleasant. Who, who agrees that that can happen? You know what a pleasant surprise is? Going to Costco. I have just recently discovered Costco. Costco. That is a pleasant surprise. Let let me explain to you for those that may not have been there uh, before. You walk into this place and you can buy a spa bath. Do you know what's next to a spa bath for sale? A coffin. (laughs) It gets better. It gets better. You can buy a pool that is uh, six and a half metres by four metres. And and then uh, about 100 metres away from that, you can get a 10 $1,000 Thousand-dollar diamond ring. Fifty meters away from that diamond ring, you can get a dollar and ninety-nine-cent hot dog and unlimited Coke. There's so many surprises. I walk through it. I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. I can't buy that, but I love hot dogs." Do you know? Recently, I had to host someone for the church. I took them to Costco. It cost us three ninety-eight. It was incredible, but it was a pleasant surprise. A pleasant surprise. I walked in there. I thought, this is incredible. Do you know, I don't know if we can bring it up the next slide. Do you know that Costco sell five kilo tubs of Nutella? That is a lot of Nutella. Like, like, let's look at comparison to chocolate to child ratio there. Um, You know, and the little brother in the front going, what's a big tub of chocolate. But they, they don't sell them anymore. Not so pleasant surprise. But what I do have is I, I, I don't really ever wake up and consider purchasing two kilos uh, of Nutella. Uh, it's quite weighty. Who agrees that's still a lot? That's a lot of nat- now. Now, does everybody also agree that this tree is beautiful? Every year, Lauren Edie makes the effort uh, with people that assist her to design that tree. I also know that she loves Nutella. So I have a pleasant surprise for Loz. Let's give her a hand. Just as she comes, it's two kilos. In presenting you with this, it must last longer than a week. No promises made. You see, Costco was a pleasant surprise. The size of that Natala jar was actually a pleasant surprise. But, But who here has ever had a surprise that's not so pleasant? Give me a wave. Two years ago, we travelled to Geelong. April's parents were overseas. We were allowed to house sit their house. It's a beautiful house. It's been renovated. It had a swimming pool. But one morning, I woke up and it smelt like there had been fresh fertiliser spread all over the front yard. I went out there to see a pipe that was emerging uh, in the middle of the grass which had always been there and I had never known the function of it until I saw that it was surrounded by toilet paper and stuff that was not Natala. In that moment, I had been presented with a not so pleasant surprise. Me, being in an industry that deals with pipes and stuff that looks like Natala, I thought... That I could fix it. I called my brother in law, we had to go and buy a long handled uh, small plunger, at which case I had to begin to plunge. Now, for those that are experienced with plunging, when you plunge, don't remove it to check how you're going. Another not so pleasant surprise. So, as I stood in the front yard with plastic bags over my shoes, a plastic bag over my face we began to plunge and plunge and plunge and every now and then run and run eventually we cleared that pipe it was a noise that every person that's plunged before wants to hear that as I looked at my brother-in-law his name is Blake I said is it safe to check we checked and it was done I then cleaned the grass and moved on with my life, but it had been a not so pleasant surprise that I had to deal with on the morning of my holidays. Now, as much as that's funny, let's now dive into Joseph's perspective. There's a woman that he has been promised to to be married. They have a formal engagement. See, what would happen in, in, in the Bible days is a couple would come together And their families would come together and it would be like a formalising of a contract. There might be a dowry that is paid. But what had happened is Mary had now been promised to Joseph. See, to be uh, betrothed to a person means that you are pretty well formally married. Everything except they have not consummated the marriage. They don't live together. This could have been done for reasons, as them coming together to know one another. Uh, it, it could have been time for the families to organize things. But either way, they had been uh, married, other than the fact that they had not consummated the marriage. This is where Joseph and Mary are at. So she comes to him one day. Says, "I just want to let you know that I'm pregnant." But the baby's not yours. What a scandal. What an absolute scandal. You know, it's very interesting as we're about to move through these scriptures. It'll be in Matthew chapter 1. We're going to read from verses 18. You turn in your Bibles. You know, initially he doesn't believe her. Initially he goes, oh, I'm not too sure. And he makes plans. To divorce her quietly and there's reasons there that I'll speak into and then God speaks. So as I read the scripture, I'm going to get the guys to bring up uh, some props for me. I believe that they're ready to go. So as we begin this series, I want us to look at God in the messiness. Do you know, often God will do things different to the way that we think that they should go. But knowing that God's in control, what he requires is obedience. So let's read in our Bible, in Matthew chapter 118, and it reads this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant Through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel or an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus. Because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Amen. Amen. When Joseph woke, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home to be his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and gave him the name Jesus. I get it. From Joseph's perspective, what a scandal. His betrothed wife is pregnant and it's not his. But as we come around the Word of God now, my prayer is this. The greatest miracle of all time happened in that moment. In the midst of that messiness, in the midst of that not sure, where there was faith at play, but yet there there would have been fear and question at the same time. The greatest miracle of all time took place. What looked like a broken situation, God was using to restore the world. Amen. It was God's plan and Joseph was required to play a part of it and in it in a very influential role. The earthly father of Jesus Christ. The situations we face this Christmas may look challenging. You might not get your role either. You may not have all the answers. But what miracles is God asking you to be a part of this season? Christmas presents unique situations that, if you look with the right eyes and ears tuned into the Holy Spirit, you may find God is calling you to play a role as He unfolds a miracle in the world around you. Maybe your family as you gather at Christmas who are very beautiful and in fact very annoying at the same time. Can I get an amen? So many people look at their relatives just then as they said that. God may be preparing you, so get ready. Maybe a conversation you're not expecting will come during this season that could change the course of your life Or someone else's, get ready, God is in the messiness. Maybe you've been running around all year. And you've honoured God and yet in the drama, God is about to do something. My fear and my prayer is that if you are like Joseph and you're considering to separate from it, don't. Because God has a plan. Today, I really want to talk from the concept, lose to gain. Sometimes you have to lose something in order to gain something. For me, I've realized that evidence of a personality, of a character, of an individual that God can use is evidenced by what they are willing to let go of for God's plan and what they are willing to hold on to. You have to lose sometimes to gain. You see, I think the scandal here when it comes to Joseph is the first thing And the title of my sermon is Joseph, a lost reputation. A lost reputation. It's really interesting in the word, it talks when it's describing Joseph as because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. In other translations that you may be reading this morning, it may say a righteous man. In other translations, it may say a just man. So you've got a man that's faithful to the law has one description. A righteous man has one description. A man that loved God is evidenced by the way he's described. But yet a man that would have built character To be described like that, that doesn't happen overnight. That's forged through perseverance, through faith, through obedience. But yet a man like that loses his reputation. Can you imagine saying he's going to stay with her? They reckon it's not his. A lost reputation. I read a story this week that I wanted to share with you. It was about a young couple. And they lived in a rural part of America, but they loved the township. And and, and once they had got married, they desired to purchase this block of land. It was 15 acres. And there was cattle feeding on the land. And what they'd found out is that the local banker owned most of the land. And he was notoriously known for this fact, that he would not sell it because he had promised the farmers that the cattle could feed on the grass. So this young couple, they went uh, to the banker. His name was Mr. Yale. And they said, Mr. Yale, we would love to purchase this block of land. And he goes, sorry, can't do it. It's for the cattle. And they said, would you consider selling it to us though? We're we're not going anywhere. We want to settle in the area. We're both teachers. We really want to. And the banker, Mr. Yale, looks up to them and says, what's your name again? And they said, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The banker goes, do you know Gavin Smith? He goes, that's my grandfather. He goes, really? He goes, the best worker that I ever had, always worked hard, was honest, was integral. Look, come back tomorrow. So they go away and they come back the next day and Mr. Yale says to them, okay, because of your grandfather, I am willing to sell you the block of land. It will be $3,800. So at the time, he calculated 15 acres at $3,800. He goes, I'm going to have to come up with about $60,000. And the banker said, yes, that's right, $3,800 for the 15 acres. What had happened is the 15 acres was purchased for the price of one. The story goes on to say that three years later, this man, uh, three decades later, this man's walking through a field with his son. And he goes, you've had a good life growing up here, haven't you? And he goes, yes. He goes, that's because of the reputation of your grandfather that went before you allowed us to purchase this land. As I thought about this story, I also thought about the scripture in this. It says this in Proverbs 22.1, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. The Bible says that a reputation is better than silver or gold. And I'm so confused because I go, if that's God's desire, why is he allowing Joseph's uh, reputation to go through mud? I couldn't quite understand it. But as I pondered, I realized this. Sometimes you have to lose to gain. Do you know there's scripture that says God's word is eternal? It will not fade. It will stand forever. And he may have lost his reputation in the season that he was in, but what happens is he's recorded in the eternal word of God as a righteous man, as a good man. Sometimes you have to lose in order to gain. You see, it was no longer about Joseph's reputation, it was about the call of God for his life. What a weight he would have had to carry! People talking about him for months, protecting Mary and Jesus. When you think about all the travel and what they had to make it through just after he was born, was purely out of the call of God. It was not about his reputation anymore. It was about obeying God. But here's the thing, you lose the game with Jesus because in that season of life, he, he, he may have lost reputation, but we record and we know what an honour it would have been to be the earthly father of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I get a wave? you with me here this morning? What weight do you carry now in order to see God's work unfold in your life in the future? What weight do you need to carry? What is God asking you to do in this season? maybe in your social world. People talk about you because you follow God and they can't understand it. I get encouragement from Joseph. He had the long game in mind. Joseph had to let go in order to receive something of far greater value. You see, because often we build plans. I'm a planner. I love to plan. Do you know for our community, I've already planned all of 2019, from guest speakers to holidays to events, booked in speakers. I love to plan. But often we have to make sure that we allow God to speak. Sometimes you have to lose your plan to gain God's And God's plan. This is a thought that I had. Often the role you play is not the one that you desire, but is the one that you're designed for. It's not about your will. It's about the will of God. And sometimes you have to let go of your plan. You see, Joseph made a plan. It says in the scripture here in verse 19, Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had made up his mind to divorce her quietly. He had a plan. Now, there's obviously two options that because they were betrothed to be together, it was actually what they would have considered without obviously the conception of the Holy Spirit that she'd been an adulterer and he could publicly disgrace her or he could do it as a private matter. So what he was really doing was kind. It was a good plan. It was to protect her. But often a good plan in your life is not a God plan. You know, I love making plans. I remember, and I've shared this before, and you'll continue to hear me mourn until I get it right. I bought a camper trailer. It was a dream I'd had for a long time. I still often reflect back on going on that first holiday with this camper trailer. In my mind, my plan was to set up a home away from home with space and cleanliness April and I can't relax unless it's decluttered. It's just the way that we're wired. So I had all these plans to create this beautiful home and away from home. And that became the objective of the holiday to the point where the kids were in the way or they were messing up my home away from home. (laughs) Hey, we're camping, play outside, I'll be in the tent. You see, my plan was to make a home away from home. And about two days into the holiday, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, that wasn't my plan. My plan was for you to build memories with your family, with your kids, with your wife. It was to relax. You see, God's plan was better than my plan. But while Joseph thought, God spoke. While he was asleep, An angel came and spoke to him about Jesus. I started thinking about that and I thought, wow, he was asleep. So he was still. He was away from distraction. And God was able to get a hold of his attention. While you think, are you making room and allowing God to speak into your life? Often we make plans and we get up and we get going with the practical. But where is the room to be led by the Holy Spirit? I try to live by this principle. Pick the right way, not the easy way. What environments are you setting up in your life to hear from God? About your family. About your future. Create an environment to hear. And stick to the plan. I actually believe right now there are people in this room And in 2019, you are facing some big decisions. And I believe a word of the Lord is you need to be very prayerful about it. Allow God to speak to you. I believe what's happening is there's a crisis of opportunity. And it's almost like this opportunity has become a burden. You need to hear the heart of God. You need to still yourself and hear from him. Dan, I'll get you to come up and start to play, but I'm not closing. You're just going to be up there a while. That was really for everybody else. Because, you know, when the keys come, everyone's like, whoo, I'm going to sit up. It's just a bit of a pre-warning. You see, Joseph had to lose to gain a reputation. To become the earthly father of Jesus. Jesus. He had to let go of his plan in order to take a hold of God's plan. You see, while, while he thought God spoke, and, and I think about this Christmas season, and, and my prayer is that we don't react to situations, but we respond through conviction. You see, a reaction happens without thought. It's emotionally driven. And often you wind yourself up in your own mess even when you may be right. But you see, to respond is to be led by the Holy Spirit, is to be prayerful, is allowing God to speak. And then that speaking affecting your conduct. You see, in Joseph's mind, he had made it up. I'm going to divorce her quietly because I don't believe what she said. I don't believe that it's for me. I want to separate from it. But in the midst of his sleeping, in the midst of his dreaming, in the midst of his stillness, God spoke to him and said, no, 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 that's Emmanuel, that's God with us. He'll save the world. Your wife is fulfilling prophecy, God's will. It says that when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. He did as the Lord asked you know, I think about this whole scandal. To me, the scandal is actually a scandal of obedience. Despite how hard it looked, despite what he had to carry, he chose to obey. You know, recently I was part of a job where we were, we were doing some tiling and, and um, I'm not very good at it yet. I'm, the Tradesman just builds dexterity. I don't have that yet. I have nurse's hands. They're soft. They're supple. I have one little blister from the gym. It's the only part of my hand that's manly. And if it pops, it hurts a lot. Whereas I see some of these trade guys, there'll be like a 200 degree barbecue and they like flip steaks with their hands. Like it doesn't burn. Like there's no feeling. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. Where was I going? We were tiling. We were doing a pool. And I'm, I'm so desperate to try and be in the game. Oh, you know, these guys, they, they just coast and they, they work along. And I work really hard to try and stay ahead. And, and what happened is I was in the game and I had to, I had to prime these tiles and paint these tiles and, and then get them ready. And then the tradesmen would drop the mud and would put them. And then I had the next one painted ready and the next one. And I was getting really tired. And I'm thinking, oh, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And I'm thinking, this is going nowhere. All of a sudden I look up, I see the big picture what we'd accomplished. You see, often we we get caught in in the moment not realising that that God's will for your life is to see you prosper, is to see you have a future and a hope. But yet when you're stuck in the one tile, when you're stuck in the one moment, often you forget to realise that God's got the whole thing under control. But it starts with obedience. It says, when He woke up, when He woke up, He did the will of God. He did as the angel had commanded. He did. He obeyed. Has God been asking you to do something? But because it's not in your plan, because it might risk your reputation, you're struggling with obedience. I look at this tree and I think to myself, this can represent a lot of our lives. You know, this keeps falling over. You know, you know why it keeps falling over? It, 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 I can try to fix it and I can try to get it to stand up, but it, it doesn't have a stand. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fall back down. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, God, I, I know that your will is for this stuff to be built and, and to stand strong. And no matter what I try, I, I'm trying so desperately hard to make this stand in my life, but it always keeps falling over. So God, I pray And I ask you, fix the tree, fix the situation, fix my family, Lord. Restore that relationship. Lord, my Christmas budget's fallen over. I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent. Help me. And God says, we'll put on a shirt. And I go, God, that's got nothing to do with this situation. I don't want to put on a shirt. I need you to fix the tree. It's vitally important to me. You see, Joseph may not have understood what was going on, but he knew that he had to be obedient. He knew that he had to obey. It says that when he woke up, he did as the angel had commanded. So he looks and and he goes, I don't get it. She's pregnant. It's not mine, but you want me to care for it. As though it's my own, but this situation is so backwards. It's, it's fallen over. God, I, I don't understand it. Fix the tree. You see, God often does things the other way. He says, put on a shirt and you battle and you go, but God, that's got nothing to do with the tree. But see, here's the thing. That often obedience... in your life, unlocks the will of God. You see, often when you think you're going in the opposite direction, What may not have looked like a situation that could help. You see, obedience unlocks God's will. Because the whole time you've been praying, Lord, fix the tree. I'll get you guys to come and stand this up. You did a good job taping it, bro. You stand up. You see what couldn't stand before obedience unlocked. Now, this is just for Lauren's sake because I know that there's a presentation side of the tree. It's been on the ground. It looks okay. Just imagine that concept over there, please. Okay. Okay. Obedience is often what is required to see God's will unfold for your life. So let's think about it. Let's think about it. Joseph is asleep and he is dreaming. He wakes up. He obeys and it fulfills God's will. So as I thought about that, he is dreaming. He wakes up. He obeys and it fulfills God's will. As I pondered, I thought, what dreams can be unlocked in your life when you wake up and you obey? God's will. Because of his obedience, he protected Mary. He protected Jesus. God's will unfold. He was always going to, but in the midst of scandalous situation, God was at work to save the world. And often you're worried about the tree that's fallen down because in our concept, it's God. It has to be to do with this situation to see it unlocked. But God is trying to build character in your life. Humility, obedience. But eventually a day will come where it unlocks the will of God. And it makes up for a season where everything was fallen over, it's now built of faith, of trust, of patience, of perseverance. God wants to bless you. God doesn't give you dreams for no purpose, He gives you dreams, and as you obey, they unfold as you lose to gain. Don't worry about what the world thinks of you, worry about what God thinks of you. Don't worry about your plans, worry about God's plans. Don't live by means of your will, live for His will. And see it unfold in your life. Will you let go of your reputation to serve Jesus? Will you listen to God's plan over your own? Will we strive after God's will, no matter the cost? With every eye closed across this place, I want to pray for people. Christmas time is about hope. Hope came to the world. His name was Jesus. God with us. Emmanuel. But often as life unfolds, dreams get deferred. Sometimes they're delayed in our mind. But may not so much be to do with God's plan. See, God's timing is perfect. He's never early. He's never late. He's always on time. What's required is us to not worry about what the world thinks and to live for His will, not our own. So with every eye closed across this place, I want to pray if there are people that have had dreams in their life that have not yet unfolded, this morning my desire is that you would raise your hand in this moment and say, God, whatever the obedience is that's required, I'll walk walk the journey. Your will, not my will. So with every eye closed across this place, if you have a dream and you want to declare to God this morning, Despite the scandal, despite what it looks like, I choose to obey. I choose to honour. Would you raise your hand this morning if that's you? Hands all over this place, hands all over this place. Let's all stand together for a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, We'll give you all the honor, the glory. Lord, I just pray that there'd be a wave, Lord God, of dreams fulfilled as we obey. Help us to submit our plans, help us to be obedient. Lord, I pray for those people that have had dreams that have been deferred for years. Lord, I just pray that you would renew them with strength. You would renew them with hope. Lord, faith that you are in control. Lord God, that we would obey no matter the cost. Every person that raised their hands, would you raise it high? It's most of us in this room together. Dear Heavenly Father, these hands are raised as a statement that says, I will obey Despite what it looks like, despite what the world thinks, Lord, I want to build on the right foundation, a foundation of obedience, a foundation of faith, a foundation of trust in You, Lord God. Help me to obey no matter the cost. And Lord, I pray that as they pray that prayer, You would move. You would make a way in Jesus' name. Why don't we sing just for a moment? Hallelujah. I am chosen. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. He chose you for a purpose. You are for me, not against me. Come on, let's respond this I morning. Why do you raise your hands? Say I am. Respond to God, worship him. I am him. chosen, I am not forsaken. What I want to quickly just do is if your hand was raised, why don't you raise it up high? If you're around them, why don't you gather around people? There's a lot of us. Why don't we gather as a community just quickly? And we're going to begin to pray for one another. Move now, turn around, go. There are people behind you. There are people beside you. Let's pray as a community of believers together that God can do something to bring breakthrough. Come on, let's begin to pray. Let's fill this house with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, Lord God, we thank you that you know every challenge. You know every challenge, Lord God, but you have every answer. And Lord God, right now in this place, we just pray whether it's a challenge of health, whether it's a challenge for family, whether it's a challenge for finance, whether it's a challenge within a person's self, we thank you, Lord God, that you're in control. Come on, let's pray in faith, church. Let's pray in faith, church. your mouth keep praying church Keep keep praying keep praying keep praying keep praying Lord God break through in Jesus name break through in Jesus name Miracles in Jesus' name, relationships that look so far gone, Lord God we thank you nothing is beyond you, restoration in Jesus' name, miraculous finance in Jesus' name. moment let's head back to our seat let's just sing it again quietly Father, we thank you that what looks like everything has gone wrong, you can use it as we submit and we obey a scandal of obedience, Lord, a scandal of your will unfolding, the greatest miracles of all time are often commenced with obedience and faith, and we thank you, Father. As we submit our will, you will work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a mighty hand of praise? Awesome. I want you to take your seats just for one more moment. I do have an announcement uh, that I'd like to make. Um, You can make it more fun. Otherwise, I'll end up very spiritual. (laughs) Um, but just keys is fine. Oh, that was great. Thank you. That was good. So God is good, isn't He? Now, can you hear me, or are they too loud? I think just no drums, just for a moment. But you can groove in a moment. I want everyone to hear this clearly. We are uh, shifting uh, as a church. We're moving into a new season. We all know I've been uh, the senior pastor here now for three weeks, I think, or two weeks, and and I'm already going bald. I can feel it. Uh, But we are going to make a a structural change uh, this year. I'm following the model uh, that Pastor Nick uh, has taught me. And and, and whenever there was greater expression uh, in my world, Pastor Nick always made room for my growth. He always made room that everyone would step up um, as a community. Now, behind the scenes, for quite a period of time, uh, this has been happening. Uh, This person's been functioning uh, in our role uh, and in this role. But what I want to share with our community today is two things. Um, The first thing that I want to lead with is uh, Pastor Jordan is having a title change. Um, He is going to become the Operations Pastor of Uni Hill. So let's give him a hand. Now, now, that is a, uh, it is a more senior role. It is like a, a little uh, promotion, but it's a cooler church name because we're modern and young, and I thought, you know. Um, but he's already been functioning uh, in that role. He is a very detailed person. Uh, he, he is an underpinning to me in many, many roles that he already facilitates. But, but what that means is that with the youth ministry, he will be staying involved, uh, but being the national youth director I have asked a young man uh, to come down uh, from Queensland. He lives in Queensland. His name is David Simpson. I have effectively asked him to come and do what Pastor Nick asked me to do six years ago uh, when he asked me to come as a youth pastor. This is something that I have discussed with the eldership Uh, at length. The eldership have met him. Uh, We have been working with David for quite a period of time. In fact, Jordan and David are known as the nice guys. They do the opening every year. A lot of the youth are excited. They have three Instagram pages that were not started by them. And they've been working together for a long time. And the eldership have been aware of this for quite a while. But I felt God speak to me about him during Hope Tour. Uh, He's a young man. He's 21. He's moving here in faith. Uh, So we're very, very excited uh, to be having him come. So you'll get to know him over a period of time. I know that the parents of our youth ministry children already are aware of this news. Pastor Jordan is not going anywhere. He'll remain involved with the youth ministry right throughout 2019 uh, as he decreases, as we allow David uh, to begin to lead. Uh, But I'm very excited because uh, we will have uh, more expression, more support. We'll be able to love our kids better. But I believe that God uh, is going to do something great. Uh, so, want to encourage you to be excited and be praying um, for David. He's moving in with a great family. He's moving in with the Hendries. Um, he is six foot two and he loves basketball, so he's already part of the family there. Uh, so, it's going to be incredible. So, be praying for him. He moves here mid-January, and I'm believing that's going to be great breakthrough. I know the youth uh, youth ministry are excited. Thank you, Pastor Geordie, as you continue to support, uh, as you do. So God is good, isn't he? So why don't we stand? Why don't we begin to connect with one another? And let me just pray blessing over you as we, we break the service. Now, can I ask one thing? We've got a dress rehearsal for our children. Um, so Mama Marie has asked, could we uh, move into the cafe uh, together quickly so that they can do their dress rehearsal uh, for next week as we increase the cuteness factor, as Lee has said. So let's pray and then please let's go and get a coffee and hang out together. Dear Heavenly Father, right now I thank you for everybody in this room. Lord, whether they've been here from the beginning of this church, whether today is their first week, we thank you, Lord God, that that where we are gathered together, two or more, you are in this place. So we just pray that you would fill every person here with your peace, with your joy, with your wisdom, Lord God, as they go about their week. Bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Be blessed. We'll see you next week for a very special Sunday.